Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. It's still 40s still hitting me kind of weird, and I don't know how long it takes to like sink into your 40s <laughs> per se. I was working out today, and I haven't done my Peloton app since I've been mm-hmm. back from mm-hmm. vacation. And mm-hmm. Peloton, what it does basically is it like, like if you have the app, you know what I'm talking about, where it says your name or it says your username, it says your location, and then it just says your like what decade of your life you're in. So for the for as long as I've used the app, I've, it's just at 30s, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Like, that's fine. Yeah, you didn't know. You didn't know if it was, it was 30 or 39. Didn't matter. Y'all fell into the same group and it was fine. So today, or yesterday, yesterday, I opened up my Peloton app when I was going to to run and it said SCNC1 40s. And I'm like, it can't be true. It's where, where is this guy? That man must be my father. You know? uh, it's still, it still hit me kind of weird. You know what conversation that Dan and I got into uh, uh, on my 40th birthday? And I like to run this by everybody to see if maybe he's right. Like, mom, think about when, when dad turned 40. Uh-huh. Do you remember dad's 40th birthday? Not really? <laughs> Uh, all all I can remember, all I can remember is that we all like, and I remember anybody that turned 40 back in the day, like you, mm-hmm. you got like a cake that was like black and it's like, you're about to die. You old piece of shit. And like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And yeah, exactly. e- everything was like yeah, tombstones uh-huh, yeah, tombstones, uh-huh. and like science said, Lordy, Lordy, look who's 40. And like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like the worst day of your life. Um, <laughs> When you turn 40, but think about it, like, like all the over the hill jokes, I feel like have gone, kind of gone away. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. You know, now that you say that, I mean, even, you know, even in our seventies now, we don't, we say things like, you know, age to perfection and yeah. Like why, when did that change? Older, getting better. And (laughs) I can't think of one person. I can't think of one person. And I'm just trying to think of anyone that's turned for, and uh, you know, if you're in your forties, you can let me know. But I, I can't think of one person that's turned 40 in the last God decade. That's had some kind of like over the hill party. Like, did those just go (laughs) extinct? Cause our parents did it, you know, like mom, I don't remember your, those all the time. Do you remember your 40th birthday? Not really. Mm-mm. So I, I just, I do remember for some reason, I do remember my dad's. I just remember there was there. Yeah. There was something with like, with tombstones on it. And it just seems <laughs> highly inappropriate now, but I'm wondering if it's because like, we're so youth obsessed now <laughs> that like, we kind of like, it was funny when we were all like in our twenties and we're like, ha you're old. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, we got to our forties and we're like, no, forties is a new 30. Uh, <laughs> you know? right. Don't even worry about it. Cause we're not are the new fifties. Our parents, they were old, but we're not that age. Cause we're young, <laughs> you know, like we have the internet nowadays. I, I, if you've been to a party, I'd love to know this. If you've been to a party where you've been, <laughs> if you've seen any kind of like tombstone paraphernalia, <laughs> Uh, anything I, that implies that your life is over, that you're dying, um, <laughs> let me know because I feel like somewhere I don't I don't know where the shift came. Somewhere in the last twenty years, the shift kind of happened in between uh, in between the two the two age groups. Mm-hmm. 
Um, my mom, speaking of parties, my mom is having a disagreement with a friend right now over uh, seating at parties. And I thought that we could, <laughs> I think this might be an age thing, but mm-hmm. I'd be willing to have the debate on the, on the podcast today. So, uh, you know, uh, several of my friends my age have had parties like similar to the one I gave your dad's, right? Right. And there's all, there always seems to be some conversation, and Jim and I had this conversation, around wondering if you should have place cards, like assigned seating for your guest, and not for a formal dinner. Now, we're talking about a casual lake party, right? Sure. Barbecue. Sure, like a, like a home party. Just, yeah, everybody doesn't necessarily have a seat at the table. It's like you, you know, just what you go and you just sit down where you're supposed, like wherever yeah. you, wherever your butt sits is your seat. Yeah, yeah. You may, and you may be on the dock, you may be on the porch, you may be wherever. Um, and you know, I just think that's crazy. I think that that people put too much emphasis on, oh my God, you know, who's going to sit by me and. What if people sit by you that you don't like and, you know, that kind of thing? I mean, go to a party and enjoy the people there. So, like, how many I mean, how many people would you know, say 30, were at these parties? 30 people. 30? Okay, so we're not talking like a wedding. No, 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 no. Which, mm-hmm. like, why – I guess it's – okay, so it's a valid question of, like, what parties do you actually have, like, place cards versus, like, where do you no. not? Like, why right. do we have assigned seating at wedding? I didn't even think about that. Like, why is that that, like... Well, number one, you have to have a head count. Number two, it's because it's typically divided up by family. But couldn't your so, families walk in and choose a table and sit down? And not everybody does have assigned seating. We didn't have that at Maggie's, if you remember. We had a head table. You right. Know, where the family, the immediate family could sit, but then everybody else sat wherever they wanted to. I think that's better. So wait, so the, so the friend you're in this disagreement with, what did what do they want? They wanted to have like, okay, Bob, you sit here right <laughs> by Mary, and then Mary, you're going to sit by Sue, and telling telling people where they need to sit. And the reason for that was what? To make sure that everyone sat by someone they liked and knew. Uh, well, how do you get to know people if you're staying with your same crowd? Okay, so I this okay. So as, let me let me speak as the introvert in this in this situation. First yeah. off, I wouldn't go to a party ever, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> <laughs> so my vote is really just doesn't matter. I would I would you went never to your sister's wedding. I, I did, but that's <laughs> like the last gathering of people I went to. Um, I. <laughs> Truly, because like this, I'm already like feeling anxiety thinking about this situation. Because I think both ways have massive issues. Yeah. Um, I I remember. So let me let me go. I think the last place where I had like formal seating was probably Miguel's wedding, and I remember that the guy they set me next to was another radio guy that I did not know who he was, mm-hmm. um, and he knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And it sparked like uncomfortable amounts of conversation between the two of us right. uh, because I was forced to sit next to somebody. I didn't even know who it was. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I hated that idea, but mm-hmm. I call, I kind of also hate the idea of anyone being able to sit down. <laughs> right. Uh, That's right. Or see like, okay, I don't, and then, and then I'm like the third option, which could be even like the worst option out of all of this uh-huh. is that like, what if you don't have a sign seating 
and Mm -hmm. someone does come and sit down next to you and then nobody else fills the table up. So there's nobody else to take the attention away from you. That also sounds terrible to me. Yeah, that would be bad. So what? So you think where where do you think that assigned seating is necessary? Then what what is your point? Well, I think assigned seating is okay at a wedding if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Or, you know, a formal engagement like but that. But y- you think... But for anything that's informal, anything that's not a formal engagement, um, you should just sit where you yeah, want to. Yeah, it does feel weird. It would feel weird for a party of 30... Yeah. ...to come in and have, like, this is your side seat. I think I would feel kind of uncomfortable exactly. doing that. Exactly. I think that any... Probably any... Any dinner under a hundred people, yeah. that's probably going to feel weird. Yeah. Um, I would just kind of be like, "Why?" You know, mm-hmm. like I don't right. think, I don't think <laughs> I would. I don't think I I'm would like adult. that. I'm an adult. I can choose where I want to sit and with yeah. who I want to sit. And, and okay. if you sit by someone that really is obnoxious, just get up and excuse yourself. And your friend, <laughs> wait. So your friend is saying that you need to. They that they want to know. Wh- who's sitting next to them so that they yeah they think that they should have assigned seats so that <laughs> give a heads up like oh so damn that, it you know they're sure they're ensuring that they're sitting next people are sitting next to people they enjoy i'm next to bob damn it like i don't want to be next to bob <laughs> for the next two hours and what if you call it wrong what if you thought bob really did like mary but really they hated each yeah, other yeah that sounds like way too much pressure <laughs> i i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with under a hundred Mm-hmm. You pick your own seat. Mm-hmm. Over a hundred, mm-hmm. I understand. Th- mm-hmm. Remind me though, uh, I for some reason, and tell me if I'm wrong, because mm-hmm. this is like a weird, vague memory. Uh, my every year, my aunt was in charge of doing the family Thanksgiving. We all mm-hmm. went to her house. Mm-hmm. Did we not have seating charts there? We did. We okay. had little place cards. And how do we feel about that for family gatherings? Do we feel like we need to to put together? Seating charts for family gatherings. You know, I didn't know. I did not think that was necessary, but she did. Yeah, and we were guests at her house. So Is that's that really, what we did. Honestly, I wonder. And because I'm, I'm thinking in hindsight now, because I'm thinking like the big table, right? Yeah. Like the dining room table, <laughs> right? Was always filled with adults, and kids never sat at that table. Right. And I'm wondering if it's because just to keep like us annoying ass kids out of like the the main. Maybe she was like, I don't want to sit with a bunch of freaking kids for Thanksgiving. Mm. So what we're gonna do is like all the annoying kids can go sit together, and they're forced to because <laughs> there's some crazy rule about if you see a piece of paper with your name on it, you're forced <laughs> to sit there. Maybe so. That's the rule of the house. So you must sit where and I tell you, know, you to that, sit. That, that does have some merit maybe because remember the, the head table was always with, you know, the nice china and the silver and all that. Yeah. And then the kids always had more of the everyday dinner. Wear. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I don't know. This is, this is, this is a deeper topic than I thought it was going to be, but there's a lot of questions to ask here, you know, exactly. on the situation. Cause it's right. Like <laughs> if you're coming to my house, like I'm going to sit my favorite people next to me. <laughs> and put the more annoying people away in another, another room, you know, uh-huh. like in my aunt's house, like they were literally, we'd be in damn, we'd be in the, the garage sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. I feel like now it's like, like an insult. Like what? <laughs> Why am I? Card tables out yeah, on the porch. Like, she's on here some like mahogany table with a damn throne <laughs> and I'm out here in a folding chair in the, in the cold. I'm starting to understand the priority of I am in the family now. Okay. Um, to earn your keep. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Pull rank. 
<laughs> we'll do uh, we'll do mom tent for the week. This is our our weekly segment where, in case you don't know the backstory behind why the segment was started, when we first started this podcast, my mom would bring a whole lot of content to the table. Uh, and by content, I mean it was just her sending me articles, forwarding me articles every single day of things she saw that she wanted to talk about. So I said, you know, instead. Why don't you just focus on one year of your favorite thing you saw all week on the internet and we will call it mom tent. And so that's mm-hmm. what we have for you today. What's okay. happening, mom? This is um, the three values shared by successful couples. So when it comes to dating, you may want to forget that old idea of opposites attract, even though that's what happened to me. <laughs> according, <laughs> according to Rachel D'Alto, who is the chief dating expert at Match.com, similarities are what you can build a foundation on for relationship success. And she says that couples who share values are more likely to make it in the long run. I would say that was probably true. Okay. So, so, so wait, these are, she, she said these are the three things that couples should be compatible in if they're going to be successful. Well, my mom correct. has been, my mom has been now together for, with my dad for 52 years, 51, 51 years. years. And so well, 50, almost 52, let's round up. Oh yeah, almost fifty-two. Fifty-two, yeah, in mm-hmm. November. So um, let's go over these and tell me what she says, and then you tell me if you agree as someone that's been in a very long-term relationship. If this is if this is vitally important, and maybe how it's affected your relationship. Okay, the first one, of course, finances. The almighty dollar, God, it makes or breaks more marriages and relationships than anything else I can think of. Yeah. They agree on how they want to save and spend mm. their money. hmm Well, you know. <laughs> you were young. <laughs> yeah, I was young. And honestly, when, when you know, I'm never worried about money. Right. Jim is not ever not worried about money. <laughs> So, you know, I guess it's never been an issue for us in that I've never really been a spendthrift per se, but I've always been able to get what I need and want. Hmm. Wait, so how did, how does money affect you guys? Like, How does it come into play then? Now? Yeah. No, now it's just a, kind of a moot point because, you know, our all of our kids are grown and they're on their own and we know what our responsibilities are and we have a set income now, you know. Yeah. We know we're retired. We know how much money we're going to have. Right. And I think we spend our money wisely. And I'm pretty free to, to spend, I mean, I don't think twice about spending anything under $100. Yeah. But if it... If it goes much up over a hundred, I'm I'm typically going to inquire if he thinks that's a good idea or not. Like, and what do you I think it works vice versa? Like when he comes to you and says, "I want to buy a three thousand dollar electric bike," is yeah. that a problem? No, because you just don't because care. I know we have the money, <laughs> so you let him yeah. worry about it, and you just don't worry about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't worry about it. <laughs> that's he nice. He manages the money, and I love it. And when he's gone, I mean, I know our financial advisor well. Yeah. I know who to call. I know yeah. she'll give me direction. And no, I don't how worry ma- about it. How many? Sometimes uh, that irritates him that I don't worry about it. But how many times do you think that money's caused an issue though in your relation in your relationship personally? Um. Like what percentage of the time do you think when you guys argue it's about money? Uh, maybe, maybe 10%. Well, that's not bad. Okay. No, it's minimal. Okay. It's minimal. Second topic is what? Our point is what? Family. Mm-hmm. They share the same vision for how they want to create a family and care for them. And and we did. 
we did have that that same shared What did you vision. guys say? Like, what did you say? Like, when you guys first got together, what did you say you wanted for a family? Like, how did you picture it? Oh, I don't it? think we even talked about it. Mm. I think we just, I mean, I knew, I knew that I was going to have kids, you know. Don't you think you probably should have discussed that now in hindsight? <laughs> maybe. You know, maybe so. <laughs> dating yeah. back in the day was so wild. It's so crazy to me. So like crazy. y'all literally just like you don't get married. Like yep, I don't give a shit what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. What you, I don't matter. Don't matter. Like and then just go duke it out. Wow. Like what <laughs> in the world? Like what do you mean you didn't discuss if you wanted kids or not? Like you're like oh, I'm just gonna have kids and you're like what you didn't discuss it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sure shortly after we got married and we said okay. What do you mean you shortly know? after we got married? What happens? He was like oh, I don't want to have kids. Like I feel well, like I should have discussed that beforehand. You should know. No, you should know beforehand if your if your partner does not want children and oh, you Lord. do. And I'm sure I did know that. Yeah. I mean, we agreed. We agreed that we wanted a family. Yeah. I think it freaks it freaks women out. Wait, I'm like, I don't know if I want kids yet. Like, yeah. like I know I'm 40 and like I should probably know this, but I still I don't know. I'm not sure the answer to that. You know, like as of today, I'm not 100 percent sure at age 40. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. It's a it's a big question, and I and I think it's a an even larger question if you're talking about stepkids. Yeah. Okay. So uh, number three. And the last one is lifestyle. They like to spend their time in similar ways and enjoy the same activities like traveling or exercising. Well, I have to say that Jim and I pretty much have enjoyed a lot of the same um, hobbies. You know, we played tennis when we were younger and he golfed. I didn't care to golf, but, um, you know, I've always loved to shop and do that kind of thing. He, He doesn't really like it, but... You know, we have our differences, too. There are things that we enjoy doing individually with our friends that we don't necessarily need each other to do. So what did, like, when you guys got together, though, did you guys have any any joint lifestyle hat, like, um... Oh, yeah. We, I mean, we had, we had a couple friends that we enjoyed, you know, mutual friends. I would have never had, um, early on in our marriage, I would have never had my own, like, set of girlfriends without... Yeah. You know, it was all couples. But then, you know, shortly, I'd say maybe after five years, we started um, hanging out more with our own friends. Like he hung out with his guy friends and I hung out with my girlfriends. Yeah, you're over each other. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, but I think it's great. I think that you should have your own your own set of friends, your mutual friends. Yeah. And I think you should have your own personal friends friends i just but like think but do you do you feel like you and dad's richer. lifestyle is compatible nowadays um, well you know now it's a little more complicated because he can't do a lot of things right um but yeah i think that we still enjoy a lot of the same things i mean he I'm, can't travel but i love to travel but he can't travel because of his back and his health issues um I, i'm not sure by the way in the background if you hear the leaf blowers going but this is you mm-hmm. know most people have professional podcast studios but uh <laughs> i just do my podcast from my bedroom so mm-hmm. forgive me as you hear your leaf blowers outside okay mm-hmm. well there's mom tent uh we'll link to it in the show notes and let's mm-hmm. do our quote for today okay if i can find it hang on okay here we go <laughs> Okay, it's from Barbara Streisand, and it's about what we're talking about, since I knew what we were talking about today. The best part of being married later in life is you get great wisdom. You don't have your learner's permit anymore. And Mm. I think that's so true. I, you know, when I think back, 
about getting married at 19. I know my dad had to be flabbergasted. You know, he he never said, no, don't do it. You know, but, oh my God, if any of you all had come to me at 19 and said you wanted to get married, I would have said, are you out of your mind? (laughs) Are you crazy? Honestly, God, I can't believe you and dad have lasted. It's amazing. It's pretty crazy to me. Like it's, it's you're married at 19 and stay with that person for that long. I, I swear know. to God, if you live in the modern age, though, I don't think it would have lasted. No, I don't think so either. I think it's just I mean, a different time, you know. Yeah, I think y'all would have both very, been like, what the fuck? It's a very, very different time. Yeah. But really, I think that I think that's true. That I'm, I'm now honestly, people getting married older or for the second time, you learn about yourself in relationship. I, would, and, I, I honestly, I, I used to, I, and this is for anybody that's going through a divorce. Like, I don't, we, we, it's, it's fun. It's so funny how, like, how much shame is comes in divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I struggled with it too for a while, for a long time. Like, I mean, I'm the divorce guy. It's terrible. I hate this. Mm-hmm. But honest to God, like, it sets you up so, I'm, and I'm not recommending anyone that runs out and gets a divorce off <laughs> all this, no. but it really does set you up so nicely for, Really, you're you're perfect. Like I don't know. I'm so. I would never marry my ex-wife again. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, of course not. Uh, because I just didn't know. I had no idea, like Mm-mm. what a marriage was going to be like. I had no you idea, didn't know like her, and you didn't know you. Most yeah. importantly, you don't know yourself. I I get worried for anybody that gets married in their twenties. I think mm. I think you know Jess is probably right at the cusp of like. Mm-hmm. Knowing yourself well enough, because even just two years ago, I would have been worried if she got married. You know, I feel like she's yeah. now kind of grown into her own, her own, and she's kind of settled down and matured a lot since you know we first even got here and left left California. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody under the age of thirty should get married, y'all. I don't, and that's I know that's gonna it's oh, always a hot button topic. I know, but I know I I don't know that you really do like know mm. what you're doing. Like we don't yeah. talk about this stuff. Like I, I know in my brain, I know exactly how to do calculus from high school, but like, damn, can anybody <laughs> tell me how to like get married and what that means? Like, why don't we spend more time on stuff like that? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, like there's no training for marriage. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. It's the biggest commitment you'll ever make. Yes. And it's absolutely zero training. Yeah. <laughs> like what? You got it. All, <laughs> like, you, have are, all you have are models. You know, and all of our families are toxic as hell. So like, we, we just, I don't know, man, no offense, but like it's, you know, like like we don't. Oh have, like, my I, goodness! I I'll, I'll tell you a funny story real quick. Okay, that just popped in my mind. The speaking of divorce and marriage forever. When I was a kid, I I must have been eight or nine. Yeah, I had never known anyone that was divorced. Yeah, I mean that was like a cardinal sin. Right. You know, if you were divorced, I mean there was something really bad about you. But there was a couple across the street that moved in, and they were divorced. And so I always had my eye on them. (laughs) They're probably going to steal something. They're divorced. Watch out. (laughs) Exactly. And they had stepkids. So one day. Oh, not not stepkids. Not stepkids. So one day I was hanging out with the little girl, and she talked about them being in the shower together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) You're like, no, there goes the neighborhood. Are they divorced? That's right. Not only are they divorced, they're in the shower naked together. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> it's time to move, Jim. Get the stuff and shield the kids' eyes from that divorced family. They're clearly going to hell. <laughs> I 
was a it, little girl. I don't know that I ever talked to my parents about that, but I'm, I remember being flipped out about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's changed a lot. And honestly, like we still have, we still have a ways to go, I feel like, when it comes to divorce. Mm. But there's no sh- – listen, if you're I, – I think people sort of beat themselves up as they get older and they're not married. Like it's – you're, you're oh, doing yeah. it right. If I could do it yes. again, I swear I would have done this absolutely in reverse. I would have had fun in my 20s mm-hmm. and been married in my 30s. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. acted, you know, 25 when I was 40. But, you know, mm-hmm. it just kind of is what it is. So Right. Today's podcast is brought to you by Paired. This is for people that are in relationships and you'd like to stay in one. Then I <laughs> And trying to hang in there. <laughs> I recommend that you uh, you download the Paired app. It's cool because you download the app, your partner downloads the app, and every day you pair these two together. And uh, it gives you questions and games and quizzes to have fun and stay connected and deepen your conversations. You'll learn all kinds of things about your partner by using Paired. You wouldn't think to ask. With playing the couple's games, the quizzes, like relationship checkup and managing jealousy, and saying sorry, all kind of things you need to learn how to do when you are in a relationship with someone. So <laughs> why don't you download the Paired app and you can learn how these very valuable skills, how you can be a successful partner. Uh, the app is called Paired and uh, it's and it's not just, it's not sounding sound kind of heavy, but it's it's a fun, it's a fun app to use too. Uh, if you've been on a couple of dates or maybe you've been together for a long time, it's time to lighten the mood and have fun with your partner by using Paired. Head to Paired.com slash Kramer to get a seven day free trial or or sorry, and 25% off if you sign up for the subscription afterwards. It really does help the podcast, so I'd love if you just go to their website and see what you think. P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash Kramer to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. Also, AG1 on the podcast, they are a longtime podcast uh, uh, partner now. AG1 is a powder that you take every morning with a cup of water. I should say a glass of water. A cup sounds like you have to measure it out. You just, you know, <laughs> literally what I do, and maybe there's an exact amount. I don't know. I just I literally just fill a, a glass of water up, put my AG1 in there, stir it up and down it, and that's it. That's how I start my day every single day. Uh, it's great for – I started taking it you know, because I was having digestive issues, and it's been so much more than just that. With 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, it helps start your day right. So uh, I'd love for you to try it out. We have so many people on this podcast – listen to this podcast that take AG1 with amazing results. If you need some extra, you don't trust me, you don't trust Nancy Yancey, which that, there's your first problem right there. Uh, you can always go to uh, <laughs> go to our certified fans page if you are one. Just ask for people's reviews that have taken it. They'll tell you the same thing. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply, by the way, to make this whole thing easy for you. Uh, it's immune a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash Kramer. Again, athleticgreens.com slash Kramer to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Certified fans, thank you so much for your support of this podcast. Really appreciate it. These are people that can contribute $6 a month to the show. And when you do, you get a bunch of perks on the backside. Uh, one of these, by the way, you guys have already, if you haven't seen, and I'm announcing this to certified fans before, indeed, so you guys can grab it before anybody else. Um, but it's on the certified fans page. If you're not one, text me. I'll tell you what it is before uh, we launch it on Monday. But uh, just, we, I always try to find perks and give benefits to people that, you know, help the podcast. We're in desperate need. We're in desperate, desperate need of um, certified fans right now. So somebody help us. I don't want. I, I know. Like I listen back to the podcast, and I'm like, God, I feel like I just whine too much in this segment. I just, 
Uh, so I'm not. I'm not going to whine. I'm just going to be positive and say we're in desperate need of mm-hmm. certified fans. So if you can text the word fans, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8, you can be our certified fan of the day and support our show. And, oh, okay, that's fun. Really weird. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have anybody new today, so boo. That sucks. But um, certified fans. It is I, fun to shout out. Well, I love it because this, this is why we're different than other podcasts fans, is because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because of that. So certified fan today, we all spun kind of weird, but it's 28, which is my sister. Sister Maggie is certified oh, fan number 28, oh, which is Maggie. so cool. Um, I'm not sure why 27 people before you signed up, but it's okay. It's okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, she, <laughs> she's been a fan. <laughs> you since are very, kidding. That's a if joke. You're listening, I know. Maggie, he's now kidding. we won't, we won't talk for six months. <laughs> It'll be the whole thing. Um, she is, uh, she is dr- dr- Maggie and she is sense Maggie. She's very sensitive. So mm-hmm. that's a joke. Um, she joined in the very first day and that's a very good sister. So, uh, for dr- Maggie, uh, no. we are thankful to have you and our family and uh, to have Aww. you as our certified fan fam. So let's mm-hmm. give your Maggie a whoop whoop. And thank you for get- your continued support. Mm-hmm. So many ways. So I have to give her three, you know. That's fine. For my pets. Yep. Whoop, whoop, whoop to Maggie M. Yes. So grateful for you for so many reasons. Would love for you to support our show. Text the word fans, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. Okay, Mom, that's going to do it for you today. I love you. Okay, honey, love you forever.